And welcome to a Western Finals preview. I'm Gavin Spittle. It's 105.3 The Fan, joined by two-time Stanley Cup champion, 17 years in the NHL. He knows what it takes to get to the next level. He is our very own Craig Ludwig. How are you, Luds? Did you stay up for the entire Carolina-Florida game? I actually did. I did, too. I, uh, I had a... Had a long day yesterday, got home in time just for the start of the game, not expecting to stay up until 1.30 in the morning or whatever time it was. But, um, yeah, you know when it's funny? Like, when you listen to – I was talking to some people this morning, too. Like, now, and that, and I don't know who it is. Who's kicking around the idea that, man, we can't go three or four overtimes and we got to find a different way to end this. And then I've heard the shootout. and I've heard, I'm like, really? That's what you do in the regular season. This is NHL hockey. You're not going to end – a playoff with a shootout. I mean, that how many, how many times, because don't they do that in international hockey and, and how many times do we get into certain games and, and you're like, Oh, who won? They did over. Well, no, one's yeah. a shootout. I mean, it's just, it's to me, it's just so deflating. So hopefully that never happens. I just can't see it ever. I can't see it ever passing or if they ever do it. And how many times do we actually ever see uh, overtimes pass two usually, you know? Yeah, so. no, I, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, I I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, I thought it's a great series. What I love about this matchup is both teams are just go, 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 go. And that's so much fun to watch. And I thought the barn was rocking. And, uh, I mean, kudos to the people that stuck around. What was the longest you've been in a uh, NHL overtime game? Um, I, I, would, I think it was the, the finals in 99. You know, I, I think – I rarely do you ever see him go, like I said, rarely do you ever see him go past two. And I, and I think three, maybe into four and, and then, I mean, and being honest, I mean, it does get a little sluggish, but, but again, you got guys that have just played two complete games, <laughs> you know, after yeah. the third one um, and at playoff time, <clears throat> and, you know, there's, there's important, they're all important games, obviously, but you know, you, you want to win game one, you want to win game three, whatever it may be. And, you know, you're riding your horses most of the time and you're really not counting on, um, and I haven't looked at any times and, and I got to believe there's a couple players that are in the fifties, you know, as far as minutes play, I haven't looked at any times from last night's games, but, but I mean, when you're just think about Miro Haskin, if that would happen to Miro, Miro's playing, what did he play in the last game against Seattle? 32 minutes. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's a 60 minute hockey game, right? So now you're getting up there where you're saying, okay, you're going to play three overtimes and you're playing an hour. You're skating an hour. I mean, it's not like he gets to come off, uh, you know, a lot. <laughs> He's out there all the time. So, um, and, but again, that's what, ha- that's the only downside uh, probably for fans watching going, my God, are they moving slow, you know, or slower, I should say, but you know, again, you can understand it. So, but yeah, the, you start getting into the the second one, you're tired and, but it always depends on the situation. You know, you're playing in a, like I said, every game is important during the playoffs, but obviously some are a little bit more important than others. And, um, you know, and the conversations in the room are, you know, as you know, I mean, we can rest tomorrow and, you know, we'll take the day off and just empty the tank and worry about the next game. So, um, yeah, you're, you're kind of running on fumes near the end, but I don't even think that you're actually thinking about it. If you're thinking about it a little, that's probably a lot. Most guys just go out and it's, it's what you do because you're more focused on. Um, I would say that the, the offensive dudes are always focused on being the hero 
And the rest of us are the guys that are going, don't want to be on the ice when this goal goes into our net. Yeah. You know, so a little motivation. So Brandon Montour, the not talked about much Brandon Montour. He's he played, good, isn't he? Yeah, really good. Nearly the equivalent of an entire regulation game, Luds. 57 minutes, 27 seconds. Yeah, there you go. So, um, you know, and again, you, you look at Miro. Miro's in a, on an average. Montour <clears throat> has become probably their number one guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think Aaron uh, Ekblad has kind of been that. He may have may have stepped ahead of him. But again, in today's game, Ekblad is important in a different way than Montour is. Montour is a guy that, you know, lugs the puck up the ice, does a lot of things offensively, and then is expected to be out there at the other end of the rink also. So, and again, very, very similar to what you're going to see um, in this round, you know, depending on what side you look at, you know, I, I personally, when, when the, you know, we're talking about this round with the stars, um, Petrangelo Martinez, you know, those guys are going to lug a lot of minutes and they're, they're two way guys now, Alec, I think, I think Martinez, is a little, I think they're a good pair. Uh, you know, Petro's a guy that, you know, he, he creates a lot of the offense. He gets to puck up the ice, good breakout passes, power play, things like that. Martinez can do the same things, but he, he's more, they're a good complement to each other. And so, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how I, I look at this series. If we're even going there yet, I'm going to look at this series and say the goaltending should go to Dallas. It should be Otter. And if there's going to be, Hey, what, what do you hang your hat? I was at a golf tournament yesterday and, I don't know how many times it was very easy for me to answer that question. Otter's got to be the Otter of Calgary last year of that series. And, and it, there's eight more wins. And that's what you're going to look at. Because I, I, in a way, and this is no reflection on the Dallas decor, I think that Vegas has the better group, the better group of six. And when you start looking, looking at guys like McNabb and White Cloud, there's some heavy players there, you know, and they're going to make it difficult. Petrangelo's big and good. Um, Shea Theodore, uh, I don't, you know, and I think if his game gets in order, he's another guy like Petrangelo. He gets up the ice. He can skate, shot. It's funny, the last game that they played, I think it was Nicholas Hag had the most minutes played of all that six. But they were up by, you know, a couple goals near the end of the game. They were probably resting a couple guys. So, but that that's where I kind of look at if there's a, I think up front, Man, to me, it's almost a wash. You know, I mean, <clears throat> you got to get your big guys going, right? And, mm-hmm. and considering that all your your, your big guys are, are running on all cylinders, um, you know, they've they've got the Eichel line could be the Pavelski line, and you know, and then you go down to Chandler Stevenson's line, tons of speed there. It's kind of a speedy guy like Hint. So, I mean, it, it might this thing sets up to go seven. Yeah. I, I just, I just, you know, and again, whenever I say that, it's probably going to go five or six, but I'm just saying it, it just appears that they're so evenly matched. And I just think that when you play in series like that, you know, who does it come down to? We're going to the Rangers game tomorrow, right? So yes. what does it come down? Does it come down to pitching or I, I don't know. I mean, generally when you start getting into the world series and things like that, yeah. there's a reason the Yankees rolled out some dude and he only pitched for an inning and a half and just continued to shut everybody down while they were winning all the time. So, you know, a player that I thought of in this series, similar to Yanni Gordon, the last series where might not be the most notable on the team is Riley Smith. I think he's had a really good year for Vegas plays on that third line. You know, that's, that's a guy I'm going to be watching out for former stars hand. Yeah, another guy, another guy, you know, Alexiak was the guy last round and had a big bite out of the Seattle team. And 
Riley's that sleeper. Uh, yeah. You know, he, he had a dry spot in the playoffs and, you know, then he got a couple goals and he's getting a couple goals at the right time, but he seems to be that guy that it, I guess if it was if Riley Smith was in the game last night in the overtimes, he would be a guy I would probably pick to score the OT winner. He's that kind of a player. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, and he, he's just a hard worker. I mean, he's, I think he's been an ideal number two, number three winger for whatever line he plays on. You know, he can kind of be the conscience of that line. He's he's responsible at at, at the defensive end and the neutral zone and in the offensive offensive zone. I think he's kind of underrated. So pull back the curtain as someone who has been in many of these finals. Talk about the nerves. Do they do they go away throughout the game or are they there at the beginning of every single game? And you know, at what point do you feel as though, you know, it's, I don't want to say just like every other game, but you get used to the flow of the game. I think it ratchets up every, every round, <clears throat> you know, now you're, I mean, you're looking and you're saying, listen, <laughs> we, you know, the pressure is on, we win this, we're going to the finals. And, and the good news is that Dallas is, you know, they, they, you know, they're, they put their toe in the water, uh, you know, it was in the bubble and it was a total different circumstance right um I, and that's where i always go back to home ice i think it's an advantage and in this round vegas has it and you know and even i think DeBoer said it and that's why you play all all year long you want home ice in that circumstance and and i think it worked into dallas's credit and they had a seattle team that was tired and the crowd has a lot to do with it and i just believe that this crowd here in dallas they give these guys so much energy. I mean, there's a, it's a great building. It's loud. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, so that feeds over, but, but every round, the nerves ratchet up a little bit. And if, if people tell you that don't, they're lying. But when you do get into the game, it goes away until you look at the clock and it's a certain time, it's a certain score, you know, and again, like I said, it, <clears throat> I always feel that for the guys that, are relied on to be on the defensive side of things. And basically, and because when, you know, I mean, you look at like Glenn Denning, Glenn Denning goes into the game in game seven for Dallas and, you know, what happens in the last 20 seconds of the game. Mm -hmm. And then what was it? 12 seconds in a game. And he's taken that. He, that's why he was put into the lineup. Right. And, and so I just think for certain players, it's about not getting scored on. And, and when we do get scored on in, in big moments, you end up losing the round or you lose the game. And I, I, you know, and if you're the scorer and you don't score and, and it just seems like, I don't know, it's, it's because I guess I was on that other side of the coin. It's a bigger downer when you're out there and the goal goes in your net versus being the guys that score, you know what I mean? And, and so I think there's different, levels of nerves i guess and that's just i'm only speaking from from my experience and it's because i was never going to be the guy that scored the big goal you know so it was always you're going to be known for being on the ice when that one goes in so but like i said every round it goes up now you're sitting there you're rubbing your hands together four wins and we're going to the finals and as we always talk you just never know when you get to the finals either team has a chance to win that stanley cup and it's because things are going well. They've gone well for a month and a half for you. Um, for, for some some rhyme or reason, if you're not one of the top teams in the league um, and you've been doing it all year long, 
things are just working out in your favor. You got a goaltender that's playing lights out. You got a, a score that maybe isn't your typical score throughout the 82 games that just have it an un unbelievable series or your guys that you count on a la Rupe Hintz is, is doing what Rupe Hintz has done all season long and, and he carries you. But, but then when you go there um, again, you can look at Vegas and you can't look ahead of it, but they've got guys right now, like Marcia. So um, he started to heat up in the last mm -hmm. round. Eichel started to heat up in the last round. And I think, and you know, I don't know Jack Eichel, obviously at all. I don't know what he's like as a teammate. I think he had a, a, a little bit of a bad reputation when he was in Buffalo. I think he was a frustrated player when he was in Buffalo. Um, but if he's a good teammate, don't think that those guys aren't talking about Jack Eichel, you know, getting, let, let's, let's that be part of the reason, you know, it took, it took this guy who arguably could have gone well, he wasn't a number one pick. We know who number one McDavid yeah. is number one. He could have, but he's a number two pick, right? And so, and it took him eight years to get to the playoffs. Yeah, amazing. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and and he, you can see that that's that's a guy that to me, pressure doesn't bother him. He loves having that puck. He wants to be the guy with the puck. He wants to score the big goal, and I think that's what great players do. That, that's how they approach the game. Brett Hall wanted to score the goal. Mike Madonna wanted to score the goal. Zuby wants the puck on his stick with, you know, 30 seconds to go in his own zone. Give it to me. I'll find a way to get it out. Or guys like me were like, pound it off the boards and change. So, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to be out. Um, <clears throat> but, but again, that, that's what I'm saying is I believe that these teams, you look at the top three lines of Dallas and look at the top three lines of Vegas. Very, very similar. And then you go to the fourth line, those guys very, very similar in their roles. So to me, it's going to come down with, with Jake, Jake has got to get back. And, and I, I believe, I think everybody does believe, but, but Jake's got to get back to that guy in the regular season where his save percentage was nine twenty, not, not nine Oh two or three, what it is right now. And because the other guy, you know, they got a young kid in there, they're on their what third or fourth goalie over there, but Fifth. they, they insulate him very well. That's mm -hmm. the thing. They got a decor that insulates that young goalie. So that to me, that's where it comes from. So we'll see. So if Craig's the coach tonight, who is his defensive pairings to start? Do you reinsert Hockenpah? Do you keep Joel Hanley in there? Who I think is an unsung hero. Um, Craig, you can speak on this as a former defenseman to come off healthy scratches like that and to play so well and then get scratched again and then to come off and play so well. Um, and especially with a, a rookie, uh, Harley, uh, as his pair mate, or do you put the former Vegas player, Colin Miller in? So what would be your six? Uh, you know, the, the only, and the only reason I would say Hawk and pause because just games played and experience that, that would be the and size and size. And, and this is, and again, I'm not, there's nothing against, uh, Hanley. Harley, Harley, there's no question. He he keeps he continues to grow. I I just think he gets better every game. Yep. Under the microscope, being the playoffs. So and, and Colin Miller's been there. I, I just I, I like I said, I've always liked Colin Miller. Um, I know that he he has hit some speed bumps. And I think it's hard to sit out two, three games as a veteran, too. You know, you sit out a couple games and you start to question things, and then you come in and you come back in in big games, and I think there's pressure on there. The other night. I think uh, I think it was the well, yeah, it would have been Game Seven. 
actually they started Colin Miller was on the ice to start the game and the very first shift he went into the corner and he kind of just chips the puck back up the wall and it, it creates a scoring chance in the first 10 seconds of the game and I, I just think he was a little bit rattled at that moment um I, I probably wouldn't have started him I, I would have let the game kind of unfold a little bit and maybe put him out there you know the next shift or or, or as the third pair but anyway to answer your question uh, I just think it I think if Hawk and Pa is healthy uh, and I know he's he's had a couple bumps also, but I just look at the the experience and then the size, the the, the size. I mean, did I believe Hockenpah led the team in in hits during the course of the season? That's who he has to be. He has to be a physical guy in the playoffs now if he's healthy. And he doesn't. And I don't think he necessarily does try to do too much. You just you get it, you move it, you know, you give it to the guys up front. And then you defend and you play physical and you change. And then you go kill penalties. You do the little detailed things that that I think is what makes him a, a good top four, top five defenseman. So, but I do like the size and I and I think it's going to be important. I think the size is going to make a difference. Um, you know, this team plays similar. That, that Seattle. Seattle had four lines that were just clones, you know, but again, mm-hmm. they knew that they, they know their MO and, and Vegas though, they're going to get in and they're going to forecheck and, but they've got a bigger upside of scoring some big goals. I, 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 you know, they've got guys with some more skill. Um, the Barbashev kid, I think makes yeah. that Ike line makes a big difference. They're there. well-rounded. They're deep. They are. And you know, the, you know, the guy we don't even mention is a guy that's probably going to be out there against, you know, Hintz and Pavelski. And if they got Robo on that line, which I'm assuming they will, will be Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. I mean, guys had two back surgeries and, and he just, he is the, you know, last series, I thought Yanni Gord was the head of the snake for that, for that club. And I felt that he needed to be taken out from the sense of just play hard. Don't let him be part of, I think it's Mark Stone. I think he's their emotional guy. And, you know, like I said, he didn't play the whole regular season or most of it because of another back surgery. He came back in the playoffs. He scored big goals for him, and he's their emotional guy. He's their leader. He's their captain. You got to be. You got to be hard on him. That's where I think Hawk and Paw, Essa, Harley, they have to be hard on him. I don't don't look at Miro being a guy that's going to be bruising down there. Miro does a lot of other things, but he's not necessarily that bruiser of a physical guy. But I think the guys. You've got to make it hard on the on the head of the snake, and I, and I just think that that's Mark Stone, and make it difficult, and maybe you know who knows. <laughs> we we know where we know where his boo boo is. So if you watched any of the first round, or if you, even if you watched Edmonton, every time Stone got in front of the net, there was a cross check cross check across his back, mm. and there probably could have been a couple penalties called, but there weren't. Um, so you, you got to make it hard on him. You talked the other day on 105.3 The Fan with Sean and RJ about the familiarity with Pete DeBoer and that team. I, I was trying, and I did some research, I was trying to find at this point in a playoff series where the coach had, in any sport, the coach had coached the team they're playing against the previous year. I, I couldn't find anything. So how much do you think that plays a factor? And as a player in the room, do you want all that information? Do you want the tendencies? Do you want the personality? How much information do you actually want to take in regarding that? You don't. You don't want to. You don't want to clog up your guys' heads 
I, I just I just think that you may share a little information. I look at centermen and DeBoer may say, listen, Chandler Stevenson, here's his strong side. He's weak on, on this faceoff. Just little tiny details like that. Um, you know, but but you also know, you can tell. I, Marcia So to me, is a guy you can get under his skin. And and DeBoer may say, listen, I, I, he's got a short fuse. And I want DeLandry in the lineup, for instance. And you are going to be in his kitchen the whole time. You are, I, again, those little kind of things um, that I think that, that Pete probably knows about his player. As far as systems and all that kind of stuff, you pick that stuff up on video. It doesn't really matter. And, and you know, and they, so that, that's not a bit. I just, I just think there, there may be little things how to get a player off his game. And, and I, I, I really do think that's all there is. And, you know, we've seen, you know, like I said, Petrangelo's their number one defenseman. He's their Miro Haskinen over there. And, and But you can get under his skin, too, and you can get him to take penalties. And that, but, you know, that's another area. There may be a couple guys over there. They like to whack and hack. And and maybe Pete gets in the in the ear of the referee saying, listen, <laughs> I had this guy. I, I had this, you know, whoever it is, Nicholas Roy. I had this guy. And I know every time somebody chopped the top of his foot, he lost it. I just want you to keep an eye on him. You know, so those little kind of things that referees may go, well, yeah, he's right. You know, he's, he's been with these guys. He knows what he does. And we'll, you know, we'll keep it in the back of our mind. So that, that, that's about it. I, I just don't, I don't think this has been a good team all year long. They, they've made it through two rounds. They found ways to win hockey games. I don't, and Pete DeBoer doesn't appear to be the guy that overloads his players. And, and so I don't, I don't think he's going to go in there and give him a rundown on, on all 20 guys in the lineup. You know, he's going to say, listen, th- this is about us. You know, that w- we believe in the, our system. We believe in our players. We believe in our mix. Who's ever in the lineup that particular night, we dictate the way that we're going to play the game. And I believe that that's the way they'll go about their business. So, you know what I was thinking last night in the, Quadruple overtime, I was thinking how many cigarettes would Zuby have taken in during those overtimes in full game? And I said, only I need about, to ask Craig. Only about, only about a couple per intermission. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, but he, he could probably, I mean, the, the length of the, that overtime, he could have a pack done. I mean, you never know, but I'm just saying. But Zuby never got rattled about anything. Zuby didn't smoke because he was nervous. Zuby he just smoked, smoked to smoke. Addicted to it. Yeah, yeah. That's oh man. And I, it, I was. Just, I, let me tell you, it doesn't make sense. And all these, and I've never smoked, but all these people that talk about your lungs and you can't breathe, and when you get older, blah blah blah. But Zuby, I don't know. It it just, it just seemed to help his lungs. Like he just never got tired, and he he it never seemed to affect him. And and so. And the last thing we would do is say anything to a lot of because, hey, that's your thing, Zuby. We, I mean, you're the guy. So you just here. Can I light it for you? Do you want me to get you an ashtray? Or run <laughs> you, know, you want me to run to the store and get you another pack? What do you need? All right. So during this playoff run, have you been texting back and forth with any of your former teammates, bringing up memories? No. Okay. No, I, I don't. No, not at all. I mean, we. I mean, we talk and stuff like that, but it, no, not. No, I'm not like you. I'm not. I'm not the big texter. I, I don't. <laughs> not uh, a big texter. What do you mean? Well, do you, do you want me to like call you? <laughs> well, that's right. You don't do that. You're you're the little pigeon. You probably got something strapped to your ankle. You know what? Play. You know what? The on-air pigeon comment you made about me the other day was just completely uncalled for. 
Well, and, I, they were calling you some other kind of bird, and I'm going, no, you guys got the wrong bird here. I don't know. I mean, if you want. So, <clears throat> but anyway, um, no, not, not necessarily. I, again, you know what? I, I just think that you're only halfway there. You know, I think that you start treating this like it's a big deal, which it is. I mean, I understand that. But as a player, you understand you're only halfway there. You may have played 13 games up to this point, but you're only halfway there. There, you still have to keep going, and and it only gets harder. It it get this this round is hard because the pressure of getting to the finals, just in general, the pressure of not having home ice right now. You know, you don't have game seven, and this could be a this really could be a series that goes seven games. You know, uh, I mean, it would be nice to be able to punch a hole in their goaltender because I don't know, you know, who they have confidence in over there, um, but. You know, he's like I said, young guy, and maybe they get to him early. Maybe you chase him in game one in their own building. That would be nice. So, and as we know, Vegas has got a crowd like Dallas, and it's going to be a show. And that, that's the hard, that's the only part I don't like as a player and just watching it. I've never been through it, but I mean, it's a production, right? They're, they're beginning of games and everything that they got going on there and the light show. And it literally like you're, you're sitting in a, you know, a show in Vegas. And that's the part you want to get out of the way and let's get going. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's, let me tell you that that's why I look at the third round and because it was, we just about got there or we, we got over that mountain. And then when you get, you know, then you're in the finals and, and now you're, you're at, you're at the party, you're sitting at the table, you know, so you're not, you're not at the table yet. Man, I'm excited. Do you want me to text you during the game? No. Oh, no, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be out at Herman Marshall's. I'm going to Herman Marshall for there. I gotta go hang out there and um, just kind of out and, you know, it's out in a little town out there. And, okay. So, All right. Um, well, I won't I'm bother not- you tomorrow at the Rangers game. I'll be very nice and step to the side and just, just go, go sit on the railing where you belong. <laughs> go Hawk, sit on your perch. You know what? Hawks, sit, Hawks have perches and Hawks. Is it on railings? So I will accept that. I, I don't think anybody's ever going to mistake you for a hawk. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only one Eddie Eagle. So, you know, the next size down. I mean, we tried to go with Falcon, but hockey hawk sounded better. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe maybe when you fell out of the nest, you were a hawk at that time, but that's about as far as it goes. And listen, if you see my employees, if you see people, you say nice things about me, okay? I have to work here. Aren't you going to be there defending yourself? I'm not. There's no reason to defend myself. That's the thing, Craig. The only reason I have to defend myself is based on your talk of me. All right. Well, treat me nice tomorrow. <laughs> I am going to. I am going to be your personal feed you beers. <laughs> That's a good start. That's when it, good when start. it's halfway done, I, you will have a a beer over your shoulder just sitting there for you to grab. I can tell you though, if it, if it's the norm where you always say that you want to go and hang out and stuff like that, you'll be gone within by by the time the second <laughs> inning starts anyway. So I'm not too concerned about any of that. A minute to win it tomorrow. A minute to yeah, win okay. it. Right. Oh well, thank you very much for this preview. I'm super excited. Thank you for your first person perspective as far as getting into the Western Conference Finals and and what it takes. And for those listening, yes, we will have podcasts this weekend. We've given you a three part series of a preview. And uh, we're excited to bring this coverage to you. So for the great, illustrious, the man who should be a North Dakota Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame for the hockey, if you're going to take Craig Shingard's, take him with you. 
17-year vet, two-time Stanley Cup champion, my BFF, Craig Ludwig. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Gavin Spittle of Spits and Suds. Have a great day, everyone. Uh, It's always a slice.